Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, um, April 18th. I guess it's tax day, according to my phone. Hey, man, your taxes are due, man. I thought they were due on the 15th when I was growing up, when I was just a lad. When it was fucking, you know, what do I remember? 68 cents per gallon, 75 cents per gallon, April 15th. The old Federal Reserve came around knocking at the door to see what the hell you were up with. So happy tax day. Um, I hope you're getting your interest-free loan back from um, the powers that be rather than owing any money. Um, You know, it's funny. A friend of mine reached out to me. Oh, he reached out to me. Hey, you know what's going on? I haven't talked to you in a while, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I ended up in Texas of all places. And I said, Dallas. And he said, yes. And I was like, I love Dallas. So I was like, all right, let me look at real estate in Dallas. Let me let me play out this fantasy where I, I get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I love that. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Where you going? <laughs> I'm going to a different state. The, the fucking people over there, when you borrow a cup of sugar, whatever the fuck it is you do nowadays with your neighbors, they're way better people, man, to hang out with. I got to be honest with you. If you have to leave a whole fucking state, doesn't at some point you got to look in the mirror and be like, what's going on with me? You can't deal with anybody in this state. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Dude, you living here? Nah, dude. Where'd you go? Dude, three years ago, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I was like, fuck this place. (laughs) You know how many times I've said that in my life? From states to bars to schools. You know, and you can't just leave. You can't just leave somewhere. You always have to say, fuck that place when you're leaving it. Hey, You ever been to Magic Mountain? Nah, man. Fuck that place. Yeah, really? You never went? No, I went. I thought you said you didn't go. No, I did go. I go and I didn't like the way I was treated. So I was just like, you know, I went there and, you know, I was playing the fucking shoot the water pistol into the fucking clown's mouth. And the the guy fucked the timer on me. So I didn't win the big, big teddy bear. Fuck that place. You know what? I'm going to see if there's an actual page of that. The number one fuck that place in America. There has to be. Dude, fuck that place. You been to that? Dude, fuck that place. Hang on a second. Number one fuck that place. Place. All right. Fuck that place. Official. Fuck this place. Official video. From Guar. It's an actual song. These these are musicians. They took time to write a piece of music that said, fuck this place. Fuck this place from the Blood of Gods album. The story of Guar is carved across. I got to find out what place they're talking about. Fuck this place translation into Spanish. It's got to be puta somewhere in that. You got to tag it with that, right? Um, song by Frightened Rabbit. Fuck this place. All right. Then it goes into Limp Biscuit. See, a lot of anger. 
What anger would fuck this place? Speaking of that shit, speaking of, of fucking anger, Boston Celtics fans still upset with Kyrie Irving. Now, granted, granted, the guy stomped on the fucking Celtics, uh, you know, logo last year when they beat us in the playoffs, I guess, or whatever the fuck happened. I don't know what. So all I know is I'm riding around with my lovely bride, well, we had like a big Easter weekend. I got to talk about the Easter Bunny, right? I got to talk about that shit at some point. Remind me. Remind me to talk about the Easter Bunny. Anyway, so I'm riding around with my lovely bride and um, ended up, you know, I had to meet up with somebody because I had to practice something that I have to do this week that has a little, there's a little bit of pressure involved, right? So I got that out of the way. I'm like, where do you want to go? She's like, I don't know. I go, how about we go buy a cigar bar, Right hang out for a second we go walking in lo and behold the celtics game is on in the second half i knew it was on today i just didn't know when and um i was like oh my god this is perfect then they got the fucking celtics game on this is great so i sat down i watched like mid third quarter on it just killed me the celtics fans were chanting yeah Kyrie sucks the guy doesn't suck and why are you pissing off the star of the other team. How many of these fucking Jordan documentaries do they have to make? You guys, you don't understand. I'm not just talking about Celtics fans. Fans in general just do not understand because they think that superstar athletes are wired the same way they are. You know? There's a reason you're sitting in the stands. Because when you played ball and somebody told you you sucked... You put your head down, swung at the first three pitches and went back to the bench. Am I talking about me right now? Um, That's how you think. That's not how they think. They think, oh, you think I suck? Great. Fantastic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to drop fucking 40 and fucking watch you drive out of here, drying the tears off your son's face. That's, That's all that does. That doesn't rattle a star player. You get some fucking bum coming off the bench. But usually they go in during garbage time anyway. You don't heckle the star of another team. Kyrie had, what do you have, fucking 39, 40, 41, whatever the fuck he had. You knew that was coming. But the Celtics pull it out. Did incredible. Did not look like a good play. I don't know any of the guys' names. Collapsed in the corner. All of a sudden across the court. What the fuck are we doing? And over to Jason Tatum. Little twist-a-roo, whatever the fuck you say in basketball. Layup for the win. At the fucking buzzer. Incredible. Place goes nuts. Uh, but it's going to be a long series. Celtics fans, stop chanting Kyrie sucks. I want to win this series, okay? I get it. He stepped on the fucking logo. Oh, what, 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 are, we, what are we in, a gang Did he disrespect us? Who gives a shit? We got 17 banners, you know, hanging above his head. Who gives a fuck? Let's just beat him. That's what I want to do. I want us to beat the Brooklyn Nets. Um, By the way, um, what's his face? Uh, Durant. I like Durant. He looks like a fucking, like, I don't know what his his deal is, man. He just, he, he doesn't look like he's from this time. You know, he's got like that, uh, that Greg Odom disease where he just looked like he was 40 when he was fucking 25. 
You know, that's what a big man used to look like as far into his career as he is back in the day. They'd come out there and they look like somebody's dad and they had a look on your, their face like you didn't want to fuck with them. Now everybody still looks like a kid. I don't know, maybe because I'm old as shit. That's probably part of it, but I don't know. I actually like a lot of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. But anyway, Celtics fans, don't chant Kyrie sucks. All right? Just let him go out there and fucking do whatever the fuck he's going to do. I, I swear to God, telling him that he sucks is going to add seven points to his fucking final stats. I'm telling you. He doesn't suck. You know he doesn't suck. You know, as a Celtics fan, I wish he tried a little more. He's one of those guys. He needs to get motivated. So he's got to go to a city, make everybody hate him, and then he fucking tries against him when he goes to the next team or whatever. But if you're going to chance something, I was tweeting about this. If you're going to tr- chance something about Kyrie, chance something to take him out of the game. Like chant, the world is round. That's a hard one. The world is round. The earth is round, still one syllable. You'll figure it out. All right? And then you have him thinking about, you know, how he can prove to you that you're looking down at a cereal bowl, not at a ball. You want him thinking about that shit. Topography, geography, paleontology. You want him thinking about that shit. You don't want to just say that he sucks because then he's going to fucking drop 40 on you. Now, if you're a gambler, all right, and you go to the Celtics game and you got money on the Nets, even though your hats with the Celtics, then by all means, you heckle Kyrie. That's actually a fucking move, right? You, you actually go on the road and you heckle, you heckle the stars of your own team. And they'll think that you're fans of the hometown team. They'll try extra hard. They'll cover the spread and you win money and your home team wins. How about that? In theory, in theory, that worked in my head. Figured all that out and it just fucking worked. Um, anyway, had a big, uh, big dad and mom weekend. It was Easter weekend and um, my daughter's hilarious. We went over to this, this church and they had this Easter egg hunt and it was awesome, you know. This older guy's on the mic, you know, one of those guys that's involved in the neighborhood, but, you know, can put a few away, you know, guy's guy, right? He's on the mic. We all do the bunny hop. Bump, 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 right? Hopping across the parking lot. Son and daughter, everybody's having a great time. The kids are having a great time. Beautiful day. Everything's awesome. And, um, you know, the, the Easter bunnies there and stuff. Definitely looking like it was on a plant-based diet, you know. I know Santa Claus is supposed to be fat. Is the Easter Bunny supposed to be a little fat too? This one looked a little, little skinny, right? So anyway, we do the Easter egg hunt and all of that type of shit. Everybody's having a good time. There's always a couple of psycho parents like like coaching their kids on how to get the most eggs. You're just like, oh god, what are you a banker? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Talking to your kid like it's the beginning of Survivor. Um, yeah, I saw someone doing that. Everybody's going to stop, but you go deep. You go deep into the into the field. That's where all the eggs are. The kid's sitting there like fucking talking to like a three-year-old, five-year-old or something. It's hilarious. Anyway, so we have a great time. 99.9% everybody over there was fucking great. And um, 
So we ended up going home. And my daughter says to me, you know, I asked her if she had fun. She was like, yeah. And I go, I go, that's great. I'm glad you had a good time. She goes, yeah, but that wasn't the real Easter Bunny. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, and I just looked at her. And she goes, you know how I knew? And I said, how? And she said he was wearing shoes. <laughs> she goes, Easter Bunny doesn't wear shoes. So me and my wife are like crying, laughing, not trying to like give the whole thing away. And then I went back and looked at the video and the dude or the woman in the, the fucking bunny suit. Um, they had a white bunny suit on with like black fucking sneakers. Like ref shoes, like walking around. And every kid, you know, it's weird enough that, you know. You're looking at this thing that's supposed to be a rabbit, and they already know what a rabbit looks like. And this thing's you're walking around on two fucking legs, you know. And you, you're, you're as skinny as flamingo legs. That doesn't help. And then you're walking around in ref shoes. It actually made me feel good because um, I know some kids get really upset at the end of this shit when they find out. You know, just wait a minute, wait a minute. I should have said something before anybody's listening to this with your kids. If you're listening with your kids, you're crazy. But if you are listening to this with your kids, just don't listen to the next thing I'm going to say. When you tell them that some, okay, some of these things are not real, all of these things, uh, from the tooth fairy to the currency that you put under, under the pillow, none of it's fucking real. Um, the fact that you actually have somebody walking around in a bunny rabbit suit with sneakers on, you know, I guess my, my daughter ever gives me shit about it. I'm just going to say that to her and just be like, look, you said when you were five, you knew it wasn't real because it was wearing shoes. All right. I don't know why. It's just something you do. You like seeing your kids get excited. And you just, li- I don't know, you just lie about it. I don't know. Why, why do we do that? What is, the, what is the reason for all of this shit? The fucking tooth fairy and all of this crap? Why make up all this magical horse shit? You know what it was? Because when they came up with it back in the day, I think parents didn't have iPads. If they had iPads, they wouldn't have had to fucking make up all of this dumb shit to, to make your kid go to bed. You know, you could just hand them an iPad and have them do whatever. Um Oh, you know what's a hard thing to do is to be the cool guy not looking at his phone and like wanting to get recognition for it. It's really difficult because you're the cool guy not looking at your phone and everybody else is looking at their phone. So then you're sitting there and it's like the George Costanza moment where he wants to get credit for the big tip and he didn't. So he reaches back in to pull it out again and they think he's stealing. Sort of like that. Is it like that? I don't know. Um, anyway, why am I yawning this much? Um, Celtics up one game to none against the formidable, very formidable, uh, Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see how this goes. But the Celtics, number two, number two, ranked in the East. I love it, you know? And the fucking Lakers didn't make the playoffs, you know? So I'm sure that they're going to go out and go buy the whole fucking league again. So they can be like, we have 18 bitches. I saw somebody with a Lakers hat and it said 17 NBA championships. And I so like, 
it's so pathetic that I have to walk up to him and be like, okay, let's look at that number here. Okay, it's 16, it's one NBL, and uh, four NBA titles in Minneapolis, one NBL title, or whatever the fuck it was called, uh, BBA, whatever the fuck it was called, title. All right? You have 12. The Los Angeles Lakers have 12. That's what you have. Everybody in L.A. padding their resume. Um, but I am excited that LeBron was saying that he wants to go to Golden State. That makes me very happy because if he goes there, they're just they're going to win. That's it. And then the Lakers won't win, which is fantastic. So that's all I root for at this point. I know nobody, real free agents want to, you know, what L.A. can offer. You just can't, you know, the sunshine, the supermodels, you know. I mean, if you're going to deal with police brutality, you, you want the L.A. weather. <laughs> um, so anyway, I also watched, I watched my first full Red Sox game on Saturday, and I watched most of today when they've been wearing those um, the marathon in honor of the victims of the Boston Marathon. The yellow uniforms with the blue. I thought it was like UCLA versus the Red Sox because the twins, you know, they got the navy with the red, you know. Um, I don't know. At first, I wasn't into them. And then by the end, of, you know, after two games, I was like, I kind of like that hat. I could wear that out here on the West Coast. People would think it's a UCLA hat but not a Red Sox hat, so then I wouldn't have to worry about getting fucking stabbed in the kidney when I go to Trader Joe's. So there you go. It's an incredible thing. Um, I like this Red Sox team. You know, I love. I also love uh, the pitcher that pitched today, Michael Walker. I mean, that's just a perfect Boston name, Walker. And you're not fucking, uh, you're not mispronouncing it. It's W. Something like W-A-K-A-H or something like that. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a bad name for a pitcher if you have a rough day. Michael Walker. Michael Walker. Michael walks the whole fucking lineup, dude. Um, Garrett Whitlock. I was liking him coming out of the bullpen. Alex Verdugo hitting three. I saw this, uh, the third. of. I guess he's had three monstrous home runs this year. I'm kind of liking it. Devers a big uh, defensive play. I'm liking it. I'm, we got a really good fucking team. I hope we got some pitchers. I haven't seen Chris Sale's name anywhere. I don't know if he's coming out. Um, if he's healthy or not, or we got rid of him. I have no idea what's going on with him. But um, I've been loving the uh, loving watching baseball, though. I really like it. I haven't uh, done it in a while. I had the, I get the package every year, but last year, why the fuck was I so busy? I can't remember. I was doing something, and I just missed basically the whole season. But I always make the playoffs, and this year I got in early. Um, and we shall see. We got the Blue Jays coming up, who are talking all of this shit. Right? Last year was the trailer. This year's the movie. We're gonna see. Um. With that one-man wrecking machine, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jr. Jesus Christ over there. Um, I also watched some Formula One. Can you tell that I'm wrapped on the movie? I'm all getting all caught up. Um, congratulations to Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari team opening up an early lead on Mercedes. 
They got 78 points, Charles Leclerc does. Uh, let's look at the standings here while we, while, while we got this whole thing going on. Let's back it up here. Uh, was it George Russell, second place? He's, okay, 71 points, 37 points. Uh, the other Ferrari driver, 33 points. Perez has 30. Lewis Hamilton, 28. Max Verstappen, 25. He's got one win, one podium, and then two back-to-back did-not-finishes. That's what's killing me is the amount of point. Not only the points he left, the points that he gave Lewis Hamilton. Because you got to be thinking that these Mercedes, this team is not going to be like this for the whole season. It's going to be Ferrari versus Mercedes versus fucking Red Bull. This is like, this is the season. All of these years I've been whining that it's Lewis Hamilton's race to the first turn. And if he's there, the whole fucking race is over and it's boring as shit. Two things. They got way more parity now and... ESPN, whoever the fuck's doing the coverage, is doing a great job of covering the racing in the middle of um, in the middle of the pack. When someone you know, like Charles Leclerc, has like a four or five second lead, now I'm just watching a guy drive around the track. It's great now that they're showing the middle of the race, but they're probably showing the middle of the race because Lewis Hamilton's in seventh place. Now they're paying attention back there. You get to see some racing over there. You know. Um, anyway, I'm all over the place here. I, I did a, a million dad things and I'm trying to watch enough shit here so I can get caught up with the fucking world. Uh, I'm assuming the Ukraine is still uh, kicking some ass over there because I haven't seen any stories about it. Although I also don't watch the news here. Let's see what's going on here. Are they still winning? Ukraine. Let's see here. Here we go, Ukraine. Here we go. All right. Russia-Ukraine war. Ukraine rejects deadline to surrender. Oh, boy. In some city, I don't want to disrespect it. Mariupol, as Russia threatens to eliminate resistance. Uh, They still haven't surrendered. PM says at least five dead, 20 injured. Senators heading to Poland, India, Germany to rally Ukraine support. All right. Well, they're hanging tough. They're hanging tough. I don't know. I would have thought. I don't know. I would have thought Russia, big bad Russia with all those weapons and shit. I would have thought this would have been, you know, an easy win for them. And look at them. They're in a damn dogfight here. Um, why am I talking about this like it's a fucking game? You know why? Because it's depressing. It's beyond fucking depressing. And then also seeing all of this horrible shit done to the Ukrainian people and knowing what the fuck my country's been doing for 20 years, even though they don't show it over here. The whole thing is just fucking depressing. That's what it is. Okay, there, you got it. All right, let's look up, uh, let's look up, uh, what do I got? Not look up. Let me, let me do the reads here for the week. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Roman. You know, when the, I almost just threw up my back saying that. That's how old I am. Uh, okay, Roman. When the, when the, uh, I fucked up my back. You got to be kidding me. I had my legs to the side. I took a big inhale and I yelled, Roman. Ah, uh, I think I got a lawsuit here. All right, Roman. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. 
Even though you're far from ordinary, you're special. The truth is that erectile dysfunction is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. But it happens to guys. That's why you never hear about it at the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> go to GetRoman.com slash Burr now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get 15% off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think. In fact, 52% of men, we just said this, uh, Roman Ready is confidence personified. It is the self-insurance that comes that knowing when you turn the key, it's going to start right up. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels or packages. It'd be funny if their logo, you know, like the, the NBA logo, the silhouette of that white dude. Right? What if this did was just a fucking flaccid dick turning into a rager? Right? Like like uh, the evolution of man. Uh, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you uh, to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Get started. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R, today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of erectile dysfunction, dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control. This fall, Roman ready. Uh, fix your dick at RomanReady.com. Is that what it is? At GetRoman.com. Something like that. All right. Policy genius, everybody. Hey, man. Typically, life insurance gets more expensive as you age. So it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find the insurance you need at the right price. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The team of uh, the team of licensed experts at Policy Genius are on hand through the entire process to help you understand your options and make decisions with confidence. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance company. Whether you're just starting uh, to shop or you have questions about your active policy, uh, they're your independent, independent advocates offering unbiased advice. Policy Genius doesn't sell your info to third parties. Well, there's a rarity. Uh, head to policygenius.com to get your free insurance quotes and see how much you could save. All right, who else we got here? Oh, look who it is. Last but not least, Bespoke Post. You know, this spring, revamp your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post, I could use this. I have not bought clothes since before the pandemic. But Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. My friend Paul got a machete. That's right, Paul Versey got a fucking machete. Uh, no matter what you're going, uh, what you have going on this season, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to cookout must-haves like hot sauces and BBQ rubs, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70 but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 
uh, a small business. Uh, 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Get 20% off your first box monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BURR at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code BURR, for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code BURR. That was a mouthful. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. My buddy Verzi got a machete. A fucking machete. What is the purpose of a machete? If you don't live near a jungle, it's like you want to fucking kill somebody. Um, or scare the shit out of them. That is the knife version of a fucking shotgun. Right? Taking a, a machete out of its sheath, that sound. You know, they say if you just get a shotgun, you go... You know, the, 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 you know in theory, the guy, the, the intruder hears it. It fucking runs away. That's what they say. That's what they say happens. My thing is if, what if you, what if you go, and then you hear, oh shit, I'm outgunned. That is the next sound you make, the sound of you laying your shotgun on the floor. I have no idea. And I know a machete's not a knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. A machete, oh, Crocodile Dundee, huh? 40 years later, still quoting it. Um, I know it's, is it a sword? Let me, let's look this up. Machete, it's a great fucking band, I do know that. Is it a band? Or is it a movie? I think it's a movie. Machete, knife or sword? I think the, just the fact that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up is going to make them dumb down all of my advertising. Long story short, all machetes are knives. Not all knives are machetes. What makes a sword a sword? The instant when a machete is wielded like a weapon, it might be seen as a sword. All right, is a machete a knife or a sword? See, this is what you come to this podcast for. All right, for some of us, they are best known as cutlasses or corn pickers. Who the fuck calls it a cutlass? Since the 1500s, maybe, if you lived back then. Um, you might have other local names for this diverse tool. Looking at one, though, is a machete a knife for some kind of sword or something else? Machetes are considered bigger knives due to their build, purpose, and construction. The tang of the machete is shorter than the swords and closer to that of a knife. The fuck is a tang? Fitted with a thinner edge compared to most cutting tools, they are best placed in a large, larger knife category instead. All right, let's look up tang. It's a drink from where I'm from. What is the tang of a knife? Tang refers to the part of the knife blade that extends to the handle. Well, everything extends to the handle. Depends on where you start looking. The tang plays an important factor in product's cost as well as how a knife performs with constant use. A knife can either be full tang or partial tang. I mean, I don't... Does it matter if my kitchen knife is full tang? Now, this just has to be cooks. What is a full tang? What is knife tang? Tang refers to the part of the knife that extends into the handle. Okay, so it's not the blade part, the other part. 
tang plays an important. A knife can be full tang. Full tang. A full tang knife blade extends fully through the handle, both in length and width. Oh, I see. It disappears into the handle, and they just have a little skinny thing there. Look at that. Look at learn a whole bunch of shit about knives. All right. Machetes are considered big knives due to their build and construction. The tang of the machete is shorter than that of a sword. Ah, and closer to that of a knife. So the metal part that goes into the handle is shorter on a machete. I don't know. I, I just, I would rather face somebody that has a sword than a machete. Because I feel like, you know, if you have a sword, you know, you're a little light in the loafers, right? If you have a machete, you're a fucking lunatic. Um. <laughs> you know, of all the things I didn't think I'd be talking about on this podcast, it would have been that. On God, I feel like that's a, that's a sword guy. On God. And I feel like a machete guy. You motherfucker. <laughs> it's just some angry dad who just ran through a screen door to catch you before your El Camino pulls away. Um, all right. We do have some reads here for the week. Oh, you know what I did? I am not allowed to fly for another like nine weeks. I had to get through the shoot and then and in 10 weeks, I owe my first cut. And at that point I can fly. So, you know, like any engine, I got to keep it running. So I, I, you know, I just tow it out with the four wheeler and then I let it run for 20 minutes, you know, a couple times a week. And, uh, I was to the point now I needed fuel, so I actually went and I gassed it up, and it actually just made me feel like a pilot again, just doing that, you know? But you know what I do when I just sit there for 20 fucking minutes, just resisting the urge, huh, to start raising that collective as I push my right foot in, push my right foot down, coming straight up, Flying off into the blue, blue yonder. You know what I do is I, I, for the pilots out there, I just load like approaches so I don't forget how to do that. You know, I just mess with my Garmin, you know, shit, discovering all types of stuff that it has that I didn't know how to do because I was so busy learning how to fly this one. Um, But I, oh my God, I'm going out of my fucking mind with that. I just loved, I love the smell of the fuel. I, I just love the way the helicopter looks. I, there's nothing, just that feeling, you know? My favorite thing too is when I'm done with the flight, coming in and just setting it right down on the pad when there's people watching. Before I used to get kind of the yips and I'd go down and go up and go down and go up and then back up and then have to do it again. And then by then people are filming. Like, is he gonna crash it? <laughs> Because that's what they want. Um, which, by the way, you know, why you, if you, you, you'd film somebody doing that, if you thought that that was going to be the result, why you would film someone that fucking close with the main rotor spinning like that and the shrapnel that's going to come your fucking way. I, like, I got to be honest with you. Like, one of the dumbest things you could ever fucking do as far as risking your life is going to a fucking air show. You're out of your mind. I remember one time I went to go see the Blue Angels when I was a kid and just thinking, like, these guys, like, went, just peeled off in two different directions and then flew right at each other like like a game of chicken. And at the last second, they both 
turned on their side, you know, like fucking 90 degrees. So their wings were completely pointed north-south. They both turned the opposite way and just missed each other. And they passed each other like right in front of us. Fucking insane. It's amazing how like, you know, when, when you're expecting to see something, how much you'll put your guard down. You know, like when you see a lion at the zoo, if you can, you got your head hanging over the side because you're expecting to see a fucking lion. It's the only time you ever walk towards a tiger or a gorilla or any of that shit is when you're at the zoo. And like the fucking air show is the same thing. If there was two planes flying at each other, fucking around, I mean, what are you doing besides running for cover instead of sitting there right where the place of impact is going to be? You fucking run. So I've had, you know, since I gotten, gotten? Dude, since I gotten, since I got my pilot's license, I've had a number of people ask me, if I wanted to go to an air show and I was, I'm always just like, can I just watch it on YouTube? It's, it's fucking awesome. I love, like the level of pilot there is insane, but the level of risk is ridiculous. I feel like to just sit there and just watch people doing shit like that. Um, I don't know, whatever. The older you get, the more, I don't know, the smarter you get, the more fearful you get where you're kind of like, you know what? I think, uh, I think I'm all right on that. I think I'm all right on that. Um, all right, whatever. The bottom line, we learned the difference that a, a, a machete, because of its tang, is in the knife family, right? I mean, dude, that is something all of you guys, you got to keep that. You got to keep that and just hope one day you're at a party and somehow the topic of a machete comes up and somebody goes, is a machete a sword or a knife? And then you can just be like, it's a knife. Why is it a knife? Uh, because of the size of its tang. And then you then immediately you just walk out of the room. I mean, I would almost hire somebody to say that to me in front of other people I want to impress at this point. Because of its tang. Um, besp- <laughs> okay. Uh I don't know if I'm saying something in different language or this is a, a, a uh, oh, this is a city. Iqualui Nunavut, Nunavut. Hello, Bill. You said you're looking to play unique places as you believe you played them all. Well, we are in the Arctic and we would love to have you. Iqualiut is the capital city of Nunavut, and we have about 9,000 people. Our venue holds 500 people. I know you play to arenas and such, but I thought it could be a unique opportunity. Where are you? Where is this place? None of us. None of us. None of us. Oh, it's in Canada. Oh, these are the OGs, the original peoples. You know, you know, Canada likes to act like they're they're the better white people. Um, yeah, there was people there before they got there, and then they they moved them all the way up there. I would fucking play this. I didn't Jack White play up there. Hang on a second. 
Where is it at? I would play there. I absolutely would play there. Absolutely. Now, wait a minute. Now, where's the capital? You got me interested, God damn it. Jesus Christ. How many, how many fucking planes do I got to take to get to there? Dude, I'll go there when the fucking northern lights are happening. I'll bring my lovely wife. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. All right, you know what? I'm going to try to make that happen. Now that I'm saying it, I'm going to text my agent agent right fucking now. Ooh, who has an agent? Ooh, Mr. fucking Hollywood. Fucking cunt. Um, All right, I can't do that because I'm afraid it's going to shut the recorder off. Um, This is not a high-tech... I'm getting my my high tech. I got a green. I'm looking at a green screen right now, meaning a green piece of cloth behind my screen in my office. It's it's all going down slowly. Um, all right, Macon. Hey, Billy Beef Bulgogi Burr. I don't know what that means. I just wanted to say I came and saw you in Macon and you crushed it, man. I can't tell you what a fucking blast I had there, and to also know that that was the home base of the Almond Brothers which was the favorite band of the late, great David Richardson, who some of the biggest laughs on F is for Family he wrote. And forget about the ones that we couldn't put in the show. One of the funniest guys I ever met. Um, And he had such a great laugh. Um, So maybe that's another reason why I just connected to that place. Um, It was my first time ever going to any comedy show, and it was a great time. It was also my first time watching Paul Verzi and he killed as well, and now, and I'm now a fan of him. But while he was on stage doing his set, I was sitting perfectly, so the stage light were hitting his watch, and the reflection would hit me in the face. He would love that. He would love... <laughs> I immediately remembered how you said on the podcast that Verzi is Sicilian, and they like their shiny things, and I started dying laughing. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, being friends with Paul Verzi... He's also the reason I'm married. He talked me off the ledge. He's like, dude, where are you going? You got her. You got the woman. You're not going anywhere. He goes, I'm telling you, all you got to do is just get through the vows. And then it's like the greatest party ever with all your best friends. Um, But also he introduced me to a subset of people that I didn't even understand, like sneakerheads and all of that shit. I guess I would have seen some of that on the news you know, when somebody gets shot over a pair of fucking, I don't know, Easter shell toes, limited editions. Um, yeah, all of that shit, the, the jewelry, the fucking chains, uh, which is jewelry, the fucking sneakers, all of that shit. Don't crease your sneakers and shit. I, I, it's just fascinating to me. Um, anyway, he goes, I guess that's, oh, I, I fucked up his joke. He said, I immediately remembered how you said on the podcast that Verzi is Sicilian and they like their shiny things. And I started dying laughing. I guess that's why he likes you and your shiny bald head. Oh, look at that. A first fucking bald joke of Easter weekend. Um, If you come back to Macon, you need to go to my hometown, which is about 20 minutes south and go to the Museum of Aviation. I would definitely do that. It's a free museum by the Air Force base in my hometown, and it has old warplanes and helicopters. There you go. You can see and actually sit in some of the cockpits. I'm sure you would love to visit, and I'll put a link for you if you are interested. Thanks for the laughs, and go fuck yourself. Yeah, I got to tell you, I don't know what it was about making, but I 
connected to that place and that venue um, the way I, I have. It's crazy. And some of those southern states, they just have these these venues. I don't know what it is. You walk in, you feel the history of them. And I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ, what's the name of that place in Atlanta? I did a special there. I haven't been there in a while. I'd love to go back. Was it the Tabernacle? All right, the Tabernacle. Yeah, that place. Um, that place in Macon I just went to. I went to a place in like, uh, I want to say South Carolina along the coast. Super old venue. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you came down then. You sound like a funny bastard yourself. Um, all right, American-made turntables. Wait a second. I'm, I'm asking people to write in that make some American-made stuff so I can give a shout-out to their businesses. Businesses is businesses here. American-made turntables. Hey, Bill, o, Bill or Willem. Oh, Bill or Willem. It was Bull or Willem. Bull or Willem. Bull. Hey, Bola Willem, uh, I'm writing to you from the greater Boston area, and I work for a company that makes turntables and speakers called U-Turn Audio. Link at the bottom. U-Turn, like the, like the letter U-Turn Audio. They are based just north of the city, and all their products are manufactured in the United States. This is so great to know. The company has been around since the early 2010s, and I've been working there since 2020. It was founded by three friends who all grew up together and over the years have strived to put out quality products at an affordable price. I am I know I'm the past I know in the past you've you've wait, I know I'm the past you've takes about already owning I okay, I know in the past you've talked about already owning a record player, but if you want another one, consider U-Turn. Comedian Mark Marin and ACDC bassist Cliff Williams both own one if you want to gauge our clientele. What? You know what? My mother-in-law needs one. I'm going to get her one. All the best to you and your family. Go fuck yourself. I'm all over that. I'm going to be in Boston this week, everybody. I'm going to be in Boston this week. Do-da, do-da. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm doing a I'm doing a show August 21st in Boston, Massachusetts at Fenway Park. Yes, Fenway Park. First time they've ever had stand-up comedy there. It's going to be me and the great Tony V. And uh, and to promote it, they're having me throw out the first pitch on Tuesday. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. You know, it's funny. People are going like, dude, whatever you do, you can't bounce it. Are you going to throw from the rubber? You can't. I love you can't bounce it. Why can't I bounce it? I'm a 53-year-old comedian. I can throw it over the fucking backstop if I want to. I'm not getting paid to do this shit. I'm telling you right now, I'm going out to the rubber, and I'm, 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 I'm going to bring some 53-year-old, never-picked-in-gym-class gas. We'll see how it goes. And you know what? I'm going to try to see if I got some time to go up to U-Turn Audio. I would love to do that. Get my, uh, well, you know, I'll click on the fucking website. I can make it easier on myself, right? U-Turn Audio. Now, that is a sexy-ass turntable. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Oh, they got all the different colors? All right, I'm sold. I'm getting one. I'm getting one. Ugh. Going through puberty here. Yeah, I am. Uh, 
beyond excited. Um, I wasn't allowed to bring this up, but I know today we're announcing it. I got to make sure that we're announcing it. I'll have to cut this part of the podcast out. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that I, I will definitely be burning the light that night. Okay. Whatever time they tell me I have to do, I'm doing more than that. This is going to be absolutely fucking epic. I can't believe this is happening. Every time I, 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 I can't even think about it. I am so fucking excited for it. I am like literally this morning I was making my beautiful kids pancakes and I was like bits were coming together in my head. And I was writing them down. And my kids are going, Dad, what's with the pancakes? I'm like, hang on a second. I'm writing something about the who was. No, um, I didn't say that. Uh, Dad, I could tell he wasn't the Easter Bunny because he was wearing shoes. <laughs> I mean, what do you say to that? I almost spilled all the beans. That was like the smoking gun. I almost said, all right, there's no Santa Claus either. There's no fucking tooth fairy. You know, there's no gold behind our currency. You know, Jesus existed, but whether or not he was a prophet, I didn't even think he was white, you know. I don't know what he was. The the man had pigment, though, I can tell you that. And, you know, if you listen to Nas, I'm sure he'll say he's from Africa. But then other people say we're all from Africa. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson said we came from the tree or the water or some shit. I don't, you know what? I don't know anything. Okay? Other than that, I love you. There you go. How's that? Is that a good way to say there's no Santa Claus? All right. Overrated, underrated. Underrated. Easter. People tend to overlook this holiday, but I can't think of a lower rent slash higher luxury than Easter. I don't need to buy gifts. I'm old enough to blow off church. I get a huge meal out of it, and the weather is getting nicer. People enjoy it way more than they know, unless they're Jewish, and they're like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) shout out to other religions doing their thing this time of year almost like they all came from the same uh ancient tales oh jesus yeah we're all this fucking same is stupid um overrated tired opinions oh god i feel like i'm gonna get heckled on this one uh tired opinions dear billy no bedhead oh oh that one's just sad Uh, I'm tired of people who don't understand something spout off opinions they heard. Uh, Ringo is a bad drummer is one of them. Yeah, that's something you'll never hear from a fucking professional musician who ever had to go into a recording studio and play for a song. Uh, Another one is people in blank are blank. As if everyone is a particular place is all the same when it comes to manners or demeanor. Uh, do you have any hate? It might take just another tired opinion. And I'm guilty too? Okay, you were doing great to that last sentence. It might, it might take, I think you mean, it's just my take, just another tired opinion. Am I guilty too? That's what you're trying to say. That was actually really well written that you brought it back around. We're all guilty of that. I trashed all Toronto Blue Jay fans because of Getty Lee. You know, and all he was doing was being funny. The guy was being a sports fan. He was at a 
Blue Jays game, and they were playing the, the Red Sox. So there were some Red Sox fans were there. They were probably making noise in his stadium, so he shit on him like he's supposed to. And what did I do? I attacked him, his band, the entire Providence. Province? Not Providence. That's in Rhode Island. Province of Toronto. Um, all right. Well, this is a great podcast. I have a new place where I'm going to go do a gig. Um, whenever the northern lights are, I'm going to head up there. And then uh, to Iqaluit, none of it. Um, you'll have none of it. None of it. Um, and I'm, I got a turntable I'm going to get for my, my, uh, my mother-in-law. Beautiful. Isn't that wonderful? You know what I'm going to do tonight? You know what I'm going to do tonight? Because I got a bunch of shows coming up. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cleveland, all of these places. Guess what I'm doing? I'm going out of the comedy club. All right, I'm putting on my sweatpants and my headband, my fucking leg warmers. And I'm going to go around there. I'm going to run my fucking hour and all my new jokes because I got a big week of shows and I got the biggest show of my fucking life coming up August 21st at Fenway Park. I cannot believe it. 30 years ago, old Billy Freckles, no beard, full head of thick. I had a lion's mane, a fucking gorgeous fucking the red waves. We're fucking happening, right? Stepped on stage at Nick's Comedy Stop. I knew I wanted to, to get somewhere in this business. I never thought in a zillion years it would lead to, play, to doing stand-up at a baseball park. No, forget about that one where I have. I, I think I'll spend the whole fucking time up there just telling stories about being hammered in that, that stadium park. I guess park you call it. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a big one. That is a big one. So anyways, old Freckles throwing the first pitch out. He's coming from the rubber. That's it. Coming from the rubber. And I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, we'll see how I do. But I'm not putting any pressure on myself. Because at the end of the day, I'm a comedian. If I bounce it, it's supposed to be funny. And no matter what I do, it could never be worse than what 50 Cent did. You know? Or could it? <laughs> we shall find out. Um, all right. What else? What else? Got a few more minutes to kill here. Is there anything else I got coming up? Let's talk about some of my... Let's see what the dates... I don't even know where I'm going to be. I'm just going to get past this fucking first pitch thing. Uh, let's see. Googling yourself. Fucking ego move. All right. Tickets. Okay, where am I going to be? Where am I going to be? All right. This is this new thing they do. They... they, they Show you tickets where you're living. Okay, Thursday. Thursday, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, One of the most underrated cities um, in the United States. And I do not understand why. Hey, if you're from Europe and you want to go somewhere different, go to Pittsburgh. The only thing that sucks about Pittsburgh is the the owners of the Pirates. If they could just, just let that team go. Give it to someone who wants to win. That would be fantastic. Um, Oh, my God. Then I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. That shows this week. Fuck. That's a big one, too. Then I'm I'm in Cleveland, and then I'm in Columbus. Holy summoning bitch. Um, Yeah, I got some big ones coming up. I got some big ones coming up. Holy shit. All right, I got to make sure that old... Yeah, I got to go do my act. All right, I got to... 
<laughs> I gotta go. Fuck. I gotta, I gotta go do some stand-up. All right, that's it. That's the podcast for, uh, for this, this week here. Have a great couple of days. Go fuck yourself, and I'll check in on you on Thursday.